You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. We have our text from John chapter 2, verses 1 to 2. On the third day, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus also was invited to the wedding with his disciples. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, What does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone water jars there for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. When the master of the feast tasted the water, now become wine, and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, everyone serves the good wine first. And when the people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. This is the first of his signs Jesus did at Cana in Galilee and manifested his glory. And his disciples believed in him. After this, he went down to Capernaum with his mother, sabi nyo mother? And his brothers. Sabi nyo brothers. So, mayroong kapatid si Jesus. Amen? With his mother and his brothers and his disciples and stay there for a few days. Tayo pong lahat ay manalangin. Pahinong salamat dahil kasama ka namin. Sabi mo, dalawa o tatlo na nagkatipon-tipon sa iyong pangalan, ikaw ay nasa kanilang kalagitnaan. Panginoon, higit po kami sa dalawa, higit po kami sa tatlo. Kaya ang hiling po namin, Panginoon, sa oras na ito, Samahan mo kami. Mangusap ka sa amin. Buksan mo ang aming puso. Buksan mo ang aming isip. Lahat po, Panginoon, ang gumugulo sa aming kaisipan, Panginoon, ay pansamantalang alisin mo upang kami po, Panginoon, ay makapag-focus sa iyong salita. At dalangin po namin, Panginoon, babaguhin mo kami. At higit ka namin makikilala. Panginoon, alam po, mga kabigatan, meron po kami. Itinatalaga po namin ito lahat sa iyo. Dalangin po namin, ikaw po ang kumalinga sa bawat isa amin at lahat po ng aming kabagabagan, Panginoon, Ikaw po, Panginoon, ang kakatagpo. Salamat o Diyos, pinupuri ka namin, pinapasalamatan sa pangalan ni Jesus. Amen. Now, we have a new series entitled Beyond Signs. For seven weeks, we will be looking at the Gospel of John. Isa po sa apat na mga Gospels sa New Testament. Gato po yung gagawin ko ngayon sa inyo, uh, bibigyan ko po kayo una ng magandang background patungkol po sa Book of John at doon po sa ating serye, bakit tinawag natin ito na Beyond Signs. Pangalawa, I'm going to retell you the story and giving you some hidden details na hindi nyo gaanong nakikita pag binabasa po natin yung Bible para mas lalong maging buhay sa atin yung istorya. Di ba minsan binabasa natin yung Bible, hindi natin maintindihan kung ano talaga nangyayari. Dahil hindi natin alam yung mga certain details o yung mga hidden details. At yun po yung gagawin ko sa inyo. At pangatlo po ay 
Titingnan po natin ano ho ba yung implication ng mga bagay nito sa ating personal na buhay. Amen? Di ba? Parang wala naman ho atang uh, kwenta kung nakinig lang tayo ng story tapos wala naman tayong natutunan. Amen? So, gusto natin makita what is the implication, the meaning of this story and how we could apply it in our lives. Okay, ready na po ba kayo? Tapikin mo yung katabi mo. Sabi mo, magsisimula na. Okay, ayan. Ang Gospel of John po is very different compared to the first three Gospels. The first three Gospels, namely the Gospel of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, ay nire-refer po ng mga scholars na synoptic Gospels. Dahil po, kinukover po ng tatlong ito yung halos pare-parehong istorya okay, ni Jesus. At nire-refer po nila yung miracles ni Jesus as simply miracles. Okay? Pag may himala, ang tawag nila dyan, himala. Okay? At ang focus po nila sa mga himalang ito ay yung power of Jesus. Pinapakin na gano'ng makapangyarihan si Jesus. But the Gospel of John is different. He took a different path. He covered yung po mga many stories na hindi po kasama doon sa Matthew, Mark, and Luke. In fact, yung second half po ng uh, Book of John, Ang focus lamang po nun yung the last remaining days ni Jesus bago siya mamatay. Okay? So ito yung Lunes Santo, Martes Santo, hanggang siya mamatay, mabuhay na maguli, at tapos mga ilang araw bago siya umakit sa langit. Yun lang po yung focus niya, the, the second half. Now, one of the most noticeable features of the Gospel of John is his reference to the miracles of Jesus. Ang tawag po niya dyan ay signs. Sabi niyo nga po, signs. Okay? Uh, sa gospel po ni John, si Jesus po nag-perform ng seven significant miracles that John refers to as signs. These signs form the backbone of the first half of the book. So napaka-importante po itong mga signs na to. Pito po itong signs na to, kaya seven weeks natin pag-aaralan. At bawat sign po is meant to reveal. Sabi niyo nga po, reveal. It is meant to point something about the person of Jesus. So it is meant to reveal and to point something about the person of Jesus so that His audience would believe in Jesus. Amen? I want you to know there is something beyond the signs. Sabi nyo nga po yan? So John chapter 20, verse 30 to 31. Pagbabasahin nyo po ang ESV version, Siya na po mismo ang nagbigay ng title dito po sa uh, phrase na to, itong mga verses na to. Ang title niya dyan ay The Purpose of This Book. So sinasabi ng ESV, ito daw yung purpose ng book of John. Ano yon? Verse 30, Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written. These signs are written. This gospel is written so that you may believe, say believe, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in His name. Ang gusto po ni John is that his audience would fully and confidently believe in Jesus Christ. In fact, yung word po na believe was used by John 98 times sa book na yan. Wow, that's a lot. Okay? Bakit po ginawa ni John yan? Bakit pa ulit-ulit niyang binabanggit? 
At that time po kasi, nung sinusulat po niya yung Gospel of John, meron pong mga grupo na parang, parang hubang parang sa panahon natin, parang New Age Movement. No, ang tawag po nila doon ay Gnosticism. Special knowledge. Naniniwala po sila sa special knowledge para sila po'y maligtas. Kailangan meron kang itong special knowledge. And this Gnosticism is attacking the very person of Jesus Christ. Sinasabi na hindi siya Diyos. Okay? Hindi siya pinanganak nung Berhen si Maria. Okay? Hindi siya totoong nagkatawang tao. Yung nakikita ng mga tao sa kanya para lang hologram. Parang ganun. Parang vision lang. Hindi siya talaga totoong nagkatawang tao. So John had to battle ito pong mga maling katuruan na to at gusto niyang i-assure yung kanyang mga audience ng kanilang mga pinampalatayanan at mga tinanggap mula sa mga apostol. So, I want you to travel back in time with me at para hubang magbisto na tayong butike. Alam niyo ba yung butike na nakahang sa, sa kisame? Tapos pinapanood ko yung kumakain. Yeah, parang ganun tayo ngayon. Gusto natin, para lang tayong lizard na pinagmamasdan yung nangyayari doon sa uh, istorya natin. The first sign Jesus performed took place in Cana, in Galilee. Nasaan po yung Cana ngayon, presently located? Wala pong nakaalam exactly. Okay? Meron silang mga magagandang hula. They have their good guesses based on excavations and archaeologies. Pero wala ho talaga exactly and definitively makapag-pinpoint saan po yung tunay na location ng Cana. Ito po ay nabura na sa mapa. Okay? Compared to the more significant and popular and still existing towns and cities in Israel tulad po ng Jerusalem, Samaria, or even Bethlehem, Cana po is not a very significant place. It's like asking someone, no? may tinanong ka, pre, uh, uh, si, saan ka ba nakatira? Kasabihin lang, dyan lang sa Ayala, Alabang. Di ba, parang immediately alam mo kung saan yun. Or sabihin mo lang, Alabang. Yeah? Alam na nila, kahit, kahit nasa, siguro, nasa Cebu ka, alam nila yung Alabang. Or sabihin mo, uh, sa Forbes Park. Ah, yeah. Das Marinas. Okay, well, famous eh. O sabihin na natin, medyo high class yun. Sa low class tayo, sa kapre nakatira? Sa Tondo. Di ba? Okay, sa Divisoria. O doon sa pinanggalingan kong church, sa Monumento. Yeah? Pag sinabi mo yung mga lugar na yun, alam na yun. Tapos ikaw, tatanungin ka, ah, ikaw si, saan ka nakatira? Ah, doon sa Tunasan. Saan yun? Di yeah? Mga muntinlupenyo lang nakakaalam nun. Ganyan po ang kana. Okay? It's a small town with little significance in Israel. Have you ever felt insignificant? Nasubukan niyo naman maramdaman yon. Na yung mga bagay na sasabihin mo eh hindi naman importante para sa ibang tao. Yeah? That you are a nobody. That you are just a face in the crowd. Do you feel that way? Do you feel that Nobody even dared strike a conversation with you or at least smile with you. Papasok ka sa church, wala man lang ngingiti sa'yo. O papasok ka sa isang lugar, wala man lang babati sa'yo. Dinadaan-daanan ka lang ng mga tao as if hindi ka nag exist Just like Kana. Okay? Have you ever felt that way? Okay. But let me remind you, si Jesus po nagpunta sa Kana. Okay? to attend a small town wedding festivities. Kaninong wedding po ito? Hindi po binanggit. 
Obviously, meron pong bride at meron groom. Pero ang binanggit lang po ay yung groom. Okay? Pero hindi binanggit yung kanyang pangalan. There was also a master of the feast. Okay, siguro siya yung MC. Okay, wedding MC. But he was also unnamed. Meron pong servants o mga waiter. But they were also unnamed. Yung brothers po ni Jesus. Diba, binanggit, binasa natin kanina. Magkakasama sila eh. Nandun din po yung mga kapatid ni Jesus, pero hindi rin sila pinangalanan. Mary was there, and in fact, siya po yung isa sa mga main characters ng storya. Parang nga siyang wedding coordinator. Di ba? Parang, oh, punong abala. Wala na ano, nasa ng alak. Wala na. Surprisingly, she was unnamed. She was unnamed, unsurprisingly. Tingnan po ninyo, John chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. On the third day, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus was also invited to the wedding with his disciples. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to her, uh, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servant, do whatever he tells you. Oh, hindi, siya, hindi ba lang binabanggit yung pangalang Mary? Now, sabi ni Jesus, woman. No? Sabi ng iba, napaka-disrespectful daw ni Jesus at this point. Now, I want you to know, Jesus was not being disrespectful to his mom. In every reference po, pag si Jesus tumawag sa isang babae ng woman, okay, it was never meant to disrespect a person. Pag tinawag, tinawag niya si Mary Magdalene, woman. Tinawag niya yung Samaritan woman, woman. Nung si Mary po, itinatalaga niya na kay John, nung siya nakapako sa crew, sabi niya, woman, behold your son. Okay? So, hindi po ito term of disrespecting. Actually, it could be a term of endearment. Now, sa Luke chapter 2, verse 51, makikita po natin, sabi ni Jesus, sabi po sa Luke 2.51, And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. Ibig sabihin po, si Jesus at that time, nung mula po bata hanggang siya lumaki, napaka-masunurin niya, napaka-obedient niya, napaka-magalang niya sa kanyang mga magulang, lalo na po kay Maria. Are you with me? But now, say now, he was 30 years old, he was starting to fulfill yung kanya pong ministry. Now, magkakasama po sila, si Mary, si Jesus, yung mga disciples, pati yung kanyang mga kapatid. At si Jesus po nagsisimula mag-start ng kanyang ministry. Lumapit po si Mary. Sabi niya, Jesus. Okay? Sige, parang isang nanay. Jesus, wala na silang alak. Ano ba sinabi, sinasabi dito ni Jesus? Sabi niya, woman, my time has not yet come. Jesus, uh, woman, uh, what, the, what has that to do with me? Here's what Jesus is actually saying or probably saying kay Mary. Parang sinasabi niya kay Mary, mom, you have to let me go. Sino dito nakaranas na malaki na kayo eh sinusundan-sundan pa kayo ng parents nyo? Yeah, yung lahat ng gagawin nyo, anak, huwag yan, anak. Yeah, 30 anyos ka na, anak. Ang, ang pagkain mo, yung, yung pawis mo. <laughs> yeah? what, what Jesus probably was saying is, Mom, you have to let me go. You have to stop dictating what I need to do. I know that you know who I really am, but my time has not yet come. Alam ko, kilala mo kung sino ako, kaya ganyan ka sa akin. Pero yung oras ko, hindi pa dapat 
dumating. Kasi yung itong passage na to na binasa natin kanina, ito po yung ginagamit ng ibang tao para po maging reference nila na tawagin si Mary as their mediatrix. Okay? Na, na, uh, are you familiar with the word? Mediatrix. Between man and Jesus. And Jesus is the mediator between God and man. Okay? Now, ibig sabihin po niyan, if you want to ask favor kay Jesus, you have to pass through Mary kasi siya yung mediatrix. Kasi sabi nila, malakas daw si Mary kay Jesus. But that's not really the point of the story. Hindi po yun yung pinupunto ng istorya na to. Dahil kung iyon po ang pinupunto ng istorya, dapat po si John should have at least mentioned the name Mary. Di ba? Kung, ang, kung napaka-importante nitong katuruan na to, dapat binanggit si Mary. Eh hindi, ang banggit sa kanya, mother of Jesus. Kasi po sa book of Hebrews, napakalino po na si Jesus ang ating great high priest. Na siya pong nag-i-intercede, siya pong namamagitan sa atin sa Diyos Ama. Sabi po ni Paul kay Timothy na si Jesus daw po yung only mediator between God and man. Amen? So yun po yung masasabi ko dyan. Now all the characters in the story were unnamed except Jesus. Lahat po walang pangalan maliban kay Jesus. What's the point? I want you to know that Jesus is the focal point of the story. Not anyone, not the miracle, not even the wine. Now, several times in the Gospel of John, that Jesus met, would mention, my hour has not yet come. Okay? My hour has not yet come. Ano ba yung ibig sabihin nito ni Jesus? Ano yung hour na yon? Ano yung hour na sinasabi niya? What was we referring to? John chapter 12, verse 23 to 24. Ito po yun. And Jesus answered them, The hour has come. So ito na yung sinasabi ni Jesus. The hour has come for the Son of Man to be to be glorified. So the hour that He was talking to is about an hour where He would be glorified to the fullest. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. What Jesus was referring to was His eventual death on the cross kung saan po siya po'y maitataas dun sa cross, siya po'y maipapako upang makita ng buong daigdig ang pag-ibig ng Diyos sa bawat isa. So sinasabi niya, this is now the hour. The hour has come. Mamamatay na ako. Pero sabi ni, ni Jesus, yung kamatayan kong yun, yun yung mag, magpapakita ng aking glory. So sabi ni Jesus kay Mary, my hour has not yet come. Amen? So sabi niya, kasalan ito, pero hindi, hindi, hindi pa to oras ng full display of my glory. Now si Tim Keller po, in his book, Encounter with Jesus. Ito po yung kanyang sinabi. In such a culture, even a simple invitation to their table, let alone to such a grand event as a wedding feast, was a big deal. It represented a formal invitation to friendship and intimacy with the inviting, celebrating family. This was because in ancient and traditional culture, The purpose of a marriage was not primarily the happiness of the two individuals, but instead to bind the community together and to raise the next generation. 
In other words, this is for the good of the commonwealth, the community. And this meant that weddings and wedding feasts were a far bigger deal than they are today. Grabe ano? Para pala yan sa community, hindi para sa mag-asawa. So each wedding was a public feast for the entire town. Hindi lang buong barangay. <laughs> no? For the entire town because marriage was about the whole community, not merely the couple. So ibig sabihin po pala, ito po'y para sa buong komunidad. Amen? Now, ano bang nangyari? Anong meron? Sabi po ng Bible natin, meron po silang stone jars. Alright? Hindi po isa, hindi dalawa, hindi tatlo. Anim na stone jars. Para saan po yan? Para po sa ceremonial purification. Ano po ba nangyari? Kasi pagpasok po ng mga bisita, para po hindi sila maging ceremonially unclean, kukuha po sila ng tubig doon sa stone jars. Okay? Okay. Meron po silang parang tabo, yung tabo po nila dalawang hawakan. Pag sumalok po sila, hugasan nila yung kanan kamay nila, tapos hawakan nila ng kanan, hugasan yung kaliwa, tapos hawakan nila yung kaliwa, hugasan yung kanan, and then they are clean. Sabihin nyo nga po, clean. Okay. So, just imagine, just imagine, buong taon po, bago pumasok magugas, ilang kaya ang nalublob na kamay dun? Saan kaya sila galing? Anong kanya-kanyang lublob? Bakit ang daming stone jars? Okay? According po kay Array, ito po'y isang uh, teacher ng ating mga pastor. Pag sila po'y nagkaaroon ng educational tour, uh, ito pong teacher na to, na isang Jew, ang nagtuturo sa kanila. Sabi po niya, para to, ito pong uh, mga stone jars na ito, ay napakamamahal. Yung clay jar po, mura lang. Kasi pag nabasag yan, pwede mo ulit gawin, tunawin mo lang, or pag ginagawa mo, nasira, gawin mo ulit. Pero yung stone jars po, hindi. Galing po ito sa isang malaking bato, tapos you're going to chisel out. Pagka nabasag, wala na. So this is very expensive. Napaka-expensive po nitong stone jars na ito. So bakit ang dami nilang stone jars? Pag-aari ba nila yon? Siguro. Pero sa sobrang malon, malamang hindi nila pag-aari lahat. So anong ginawa nila? Sabi ni Array, malamang daw ito po'y kanilang nirentahan. Okay? At napakaingat po yan pag tinatravel. Anim na stone jars. And for what purpose? What purpose? Ang sabi po ng teacher na to is basically to make a good impression. To make a good impression. An outward impression to the visitors. And yet, they forgot the more important thing. The wine. Amen? Pinagkaabalahan nila yung magandang impression nila, pero yung tunay na magiging source ng, ng pagdiriwang, nalimutan nila. Sounds familiar? Sometimes people are very busy projecting a good superficial impression to people, but their heart is empty. A picture of what we used to be. So sabi ni Jesus ngayon sa mga servants, you run out of wine, it is a great humiliation for the family of the bride and the groom. Nakakahiya po. Have you ever had a 
run out of wine situation. They run out of wine. Naubusan po sila. Some of us, we have experienced a run out of wine situation. Yung iba sa atin, we've run out of budget. Or we run out of cash. Or we run out of options. We run out of credit line. Worse, we have nowhere to run to. Situation. We are hard-pressed against the wall. We have no one and nowhere to turn to. But not Mary. Si Mary po, meron siyang Jesus. Amen? He has Jesus. And so, nilapitan niya si Jesus. Sabi niya ganun, wala na silang, uh, wala na silang uh, alak. Sabi niya, sabi niya sa mga servants, do whatever my son tells you to do. Alam niyo, kung susundin lang natin yung sinabi ni Mary, malamang wala tayong problema. Amen? Just do whatever my son tells you to do. So they ran out of wine. Now there were six stone jars. There were for the Jewish rites holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water and they filled them up to the brim. Sabi niyo apo to the brim. Not half full, not almost full, but to the brim. Hanggang doon sa bunga nga, ng uh, banga. Now, here's Jesus away from the crowd. Kasi sabi niya, sabi niya sa mga servants, ikaw, punta, na, punta tayo dito. Nandun po kasi sa harapan yung, ano, yung, yung stone jars. Eh. Away from the crowd, away from the visitors. Nandun po, nagkakagulo yung mga visitors. Jesus was about to make His first sign. And here He is. He chose those stone jars. Sabi niya, tingnan mo yan. Very impressive. Yet, no matter how impressive it is, no one of us would dare think Drinking from that stone jars. Amen? Na-imagine yung mga kamay? <laughs> yeah? It's not hygienic. It's not clean. It's not right to drink from that. Ang tanong ko nga, nasan ba yung wine barrels? Yung pinanggalingan ng, ng mga alak? Bakit hindi na lang yun ang lagyan ng tubig, tapos yung gawin ni Jesus yung himala? Bakit hindi niya ginawa yun? That's how Jesus makes a miracle. He turned things around in an extraordinary fashion. Amen? Kasi kung doon sa barrel of wine ginawa, baka mamaya sabihin, hindi eh, wine talaga yun eh. Pero ito galing sa stone jars. Jesus can turn things around. Amen? Can you imagine? This, uh, this is an impending social disaster turned into a wonderful delight. From a logistical nightmare to a night to remember. From crisis to celebration. I want you to know that Jesus could turn things around in your lives. From mourning to dancing, sabi ng kanta natin. Diba? From the water of sorrow to the, to, to the wine of joy. From trials to triumphs. From darkness to light. I want you to know that your worst time could be your best time if you will allow Jesus to do what He do best. And just simply trust Him and obey what He commands. Amen? Tingnan niyo po ang sabi ng Bible natin. He said to them, Now draw some out 
and take it to the master of feast. So they took it when the master of the feast tasted the water now become wine and did not know where it came from. Though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and when the people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus turned the, the yucky water <laughs> into a wonderful wine. Excellent, great wine. Pero wala pong nakakaalam kung paano nangyari yun, except, you know, the waiters and the disciples. Now, can you imagine the comedy in this story? Di ba? Sabi ni Jesus sa mga, mga waiter, waiter, alik kayo, sabi ng waiter, sige po. Sabi niya, okay, punuin niyo ng tubig yung stone jars na yan. Sige, pununo naman nila. Sige, lagay ng lagay. Sige, pati yung kamay nila na nalulublub na doon. Tapos sabi niya, sige, kumuha kayo ng kopita. Yung lagyanak. Sabi sa kopita. Sige, sumalo kayo. Sumalo. Dalin mo doon sa head waiter. Oh no. <laughs> Imagine niyo yung servant, bibigay doon sa head waiter, painom. Hindi alam ng head waiter kung saan galing yun. Pero sila alam nila doon. Oh, oh. Ah, sir. Uh, eh, bigay ko daw po sa inyo. Siguro yung waiter na nagbigay, bakit? Imagine nyo? Siguro yung head waiter, dahil siya yung tikim ng tikim ng alak, medyo, medyo siguro na may tama na ng konti. Pag inom niya, sabi-sabi ng Tapos nung pag-inom nung, nung head waiter, nalaki yung mata niya. Sabi niya, wow. Tinawag niya yung, yung groom. Sabi niya, this is an excellent wine. Nung narinig po ng servant yun, yung... Huh? All of a sudden, he was surprised. Alam niyo, ganyan minsan ang ginagawa ni Lord sa atin. Pag gumawa siya ng imala, susurpresahin niya tayo. Amen? Hindi yung parang, ah, normal lang yan. God is about to surprise each one of us. Ang sabi ng Bible natin, this, the first of His signs, Jesus did at Cana in Galilee and manifested His glory and His disciples believed in Him. Nanampalataya ang kanyang mga disipulo sa kanya. Ano po ibig sabihin nito sa atin? What are the implications of this in our lives? Number one, number one implication, Jesus is God. Meaning, yes, He is the Christ, the Son of God, and He is God Himself. I want you to know, yung Israel po, marami silang mga patriarch, great patriarch, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, David. And these are all great men, but no one ever dared tell that they have their own glory. Tama? Wala po. Si Moses po nung bumaba sa, sa bundok, nagni, nagniningning po ang kanyang mukha because of the glory of God. But it was a diminishing, fading away kind of glory because it is not His own. It is just a borrowed glory. But Jesus manifested His own glory. Not a borrowed glory, not a diminishing glory, but a Shekinah, God's kind of glory. Sa simula pa lang po ng John, sabi po ni, ni John, John chapter 1, verses, verse 14, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, 
And we have seen His glory, the glory of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. He has His own glory. Jesus is God. Amen? Second thing, second implication is Jesus is worthy of our faith. We can entrust our lives and our eternity to Him. We must believe that si Jesus po isang Dios and that he, he is what He claims He is, that He can do what He claims He can do. Kapag dumating po yung pagkakato, kapag hindi po kayo naniniwala na si Jesus po ay totoong Diyos, kapag ang paniniwala nyo lang siya isang tao, isang propeta, or is someone who is just a special person, when you encounter a run-out-of-wine situation in your life, you're gonna be in big trouble because you have nowhere to turn to. You have no one to turn to. You only have yourself, other people who cannot even make a miracle for you. But if you have Jesus, if you believe that He is true God, He is worthy of your faith and worthy of your trust, you can entrust your life to Him. You can entrust your problem to Him. When you run out of joy, when you run out of peace, even eternal life, if you don't have that, you can run to Jesus. Amen? Number three, Jesus is concerned. I want you to know you matter to God. Importante po kayo sa Panginoon. You are not insignificant. I want you to know Jesus paid a visit in Cana. As insignificant as it is, I want you to know Jesus is willing to pay you a visit. Kapag nag-iisa ka na dun sa kwarto, wala kang kausap, umiiyak ka. Hindi mo alam kung sinong kakausapin mo, hindi mo alam kung sinong tatawagan mo. Jesus is willing to pay you a visit. In fact, He's making you an invitation. Sabi niya, Come, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be like as wool. Jesus, God Himself, is inviting us. Sabi niya, Alika, usap tayo. Meron na bang special person or mga matataas na taong nag-invite sa inyo sa bahay niya? And yet, God is inviting us. Why? Because He is concerned with you. You are important to Him. Nung yung tao ayaw lumapit sa Kanya, anong ginawa niya? Sabi po sa Revelations 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him, eat with him, and he with me. He was not contented to invite us because we wouldn't come. Anong ginawa niya? Siya na yung lumapit. Sabi niya, Behold, I stand at the door of your heart. Amen? Jesus is concerned. Not only that, you see, what's really important to you is important with Him. Di ba? Sabi ni Jesus, rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. Yung wedding po at that moment is a rejoicing and celebration moment. Pero may problema. So even though hindi pa po oras ni Jesus to reveal His glory, but because the wine is important to the bride, to the groom, and everyone else in the room so that people could continue to celebrate the wedding, Jesus made a miracle. What's really important to you is important to God. Tingin po kayo sa akin, lalo na hudo sa mga nagbabalak magpakasal. Mga nangangarap magpakasal. Kung ang kanta po ninyo ay pangarap ka na lang ba? I have good news for you. I want you to know God 
is excited with your wedding. Kahit na simpleng wedding lang yan. God is excited with your wedding. And He's willing to make a miracle for you. You don't need to be afraid. Hindi mo kailangan kailangan gayahin yung ibang nagpakasal eh. Magkano budget mo sa kasal? 500,000? Well, hindi mo kailangan gayahin yun. Amen? Kahit simpleng kasal, dadalawin ni Lord yung kasal mo. At yun ang importante. Amen? Yung si Lord nandun sa kasal mo. I want you to know, God is concerned with you. He's concerned with what's really important with you. Whether that's a tuition fee or that's a, that's a Judith, that that's a wedding, He is concerned. Whether that's your health, Jesus turned the water into wine. And this brings me to, the, to my next implication. Jesus has the power to turn things around. Jesus turned the water into wine in a wink of an eye. Sa isang kisap mata. What nature takes to create, it takes a decades or so. Sampung taon, labing limang taon, para po ang isang Jews ay maging alak. Anong ginawa ni Lord? Sa isang kisap mata. Just like that. And you fill it up with water. Kling! Bring it to the master of the feast. He changed it. In seconds, Jesus turned the water into wine. And hindi lamang po yung wine, but He can turn your life around. He turned my life around, your life around, from darkness to light, from death to life, from mourning to dancing, from sorrow to joy, from trials to triumph. He turned my worst time into my best time. In whatever situations we are into right now, He can turn our crisis into celebration, our nightmares into a night to remember. He can turn around your life, your marriage, your family, your career, your health, and even your eternity. Jesus is the greatest turnaround artist of all eternity. Amen? And just like the water turned wine that became a blessing to the whole community, yung buhay po natin, pag dinistribute yan, nagiging pagpapala sa ibang tao. Amen? Sino dito naging pagpapala na kayo sa iba? Di ba? Dati pag pumapasok ka, di ba? Nakasimangot, papasok ka sa bahay, nakasimangot, sisipahin mo yung pinto, bag! Sisipahin mo si bantay, bag! Di ba? Lahat nanginginig na yung mga kasama mo sa bahay, pero ngayon, Anong himala? Anong nainom mo? Yeah, wala po. Si Jesus lang. Amen? We will become a blessing. When Jesus touched your life, I want you to know, you will become a great wine for the community. Let me conclude. Sabi po ni John, ito daw po yung unang sign ni Jesus. Signs are Directions pointing to a destination. Amen? Signs are like that. It points you to a destination. There is something waiting for you beyond the sign. Amen? Hello? We are not supposed to stop and camp at the sign. Pero pong nakakailungkot, people, they camp and they stop at the sign. 
they run after the sign. Wherever the sign goes, they go. They even cling to the carrier of the sign. If the miraculous statue go to the north, punta rin sila sa north. Kapag yung healing evangelist nagpunta sa south, punta sa south. Why? Because they're running after the sign. Hindi po dapat. You know, I thank God because victory is not a personality-centered or miracle-centered. Yung mga outsiders nga po, hindi nila kilala kung sino talaga yung leader natin. Yeah? Nalilito sila, si Pastor Steve, sino yun? Si Pastor, sino yun? Tingnan nila sa website, hindi nila malaman kung sino talaga yung leader natin. Why? Because we are not personality-centered. Alam niyo po yung victory po na, victory po, all over, nagkaroon na po ng napakaraming transition. Halimbawa po, si Pastor Steve, sinastart niya yung victory U-belt, tapos nag-start siya sa Makati, iniwan niya yung U-belt, binigay niya kay Pastor Luther. Si Pastor Luther naman po, kung di ako nagkakamali, pumunta ng, ng uh, uh, Australia, pinasa kay Pastor June. Tapos si Pastor June, pinasa kay Pastor Mark. Tapos si Pastor Mark, pinasa kay Pastor Ray. Si Pastor Ray, pinasa kay uh, Pastor Gilbert. Si Pastor Gilbert ngayon, pinasa kay Pastor CJ. And yet, the church keeps growing and growing and growing. Go, grow, and glow. Halos lahat po ng churches na natin nagkaroon na ng transition and yet we keep on growing. Amen? We are stronger and bigger than ever because the central focus is Jesus. Period. Amen? Hindi yung evangelists, not the pastors. It's Jesus. Period. Hindi po yung miracles, not the spiritual gifts. It's Jesus. Period. Hindi po yung laughing revival or yung gold dust revival. It's Jesus. Period. Because it is only Jesus who can turn our life around. All these things, all these signs that we experience, all the beautiful things that's happening is pointing us that Jesus is God and He is worthy for trust. He is concerned with all of aspects of our lives and if there's anything that needs to be changed, He can turn things around for you and for me. Don't stop at the sign. Don't stop at pagating sa church. Mayo tumatayo ang balahibo ko. This is the sign. Tapos pagpunta mo dito sumunod, wala na. Nahanap ulit yung tatayo yung balahibo mo. No. Those signs point you to Jesus. Amen. Run after Jesus. That's why ni-encourage po namin kayo magbasa ng Bible kasi doon yung matatagpuan si Jesus. Kini-encourage namin kayo, manalangin kayo. Gawin yung habit to, kasi doon yung may encounter si Jesus. You run after Jesus, don't run after the sign. Lahat po ng sign na to magbabago-bago. Baka sa susunod, makita nyo, wala na yung sign na to victory. No? Baka susunod, iba na yung doon na tayo, or dito na tayo. Amen? I want you to know, Jesus is worthy of our faith. Amen? Talakpakan po natin, parang tayo po tayong lahat. If you want your life to turn around, there's only one to turn to. Amen? That's Jesus. And I want to pray for you. Some people here, okay, listen to me. You've been a Christian for a long time. But there are certain things that happen in your life, medyo na messed up. Maybe na messed up yung faith mo, na messed up yung marriage mo, na messed up yung, yung family, whatever 
and you want God to turn things around, I want to pray for you. Bow your heads with me. Raise your hands. If there's something that you, you want God to turn things around for you, raise your hands. Lord, I pray and declare that you are the greatest turnaround artist. On our own, Lord, maging situation po namin, it will take months, years, or even forever, or even never. But God, with you, in a wink of an eye, if only we will believe and trust you and obey you, Lord, we know that you can turn things around for us. I pray, Lord God, that you will make a miracle for this people in the name of Jesus. Put down your hands. If you are our visitor here and you want an encounter with Jesus, just like those servants and the disciples who encounter Jesus and say, wow, this is something new. I want to believe in Jesus Christ. This is the very goal of this preaching. God wants you to believe in Him. God wants you and is inviting you to take a look. This, this miracle cracks the door open for us and take a peek. No, magkaroon tayo na kahit maliit na pagsilip doon sa kalwalatian ng Diyos upang makilala natin siya. And God is giving you this chance. He is inviting you to a vital relationship with Him. If you don't have yet a relationship with God, I want to pray for you. Bow your heads with me. If that's you, you know you don't have yet a relationship with God. Kahit isa ka lang, gusto kita ipanalangin. Raise your hands right now. Thank you. Anyone else? If you're raising your hand, say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I want to know you. Come into my life. I surrender my life to you. I want to know you. Help me to live a life of faith. Please forgive me for my sins. From this time on, you are my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name.